Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. It's time for Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. Thank you for joining me today on Faith to Live By. This is Sue Taylor. I want to talk to you today about forgiveness. You know, we can never expound upon this enough because it is critical in our lives as a Christian to forgive. In Luke chapter 17, verse 5, the apostle said to the Lord Jesus, increase our faith. It is very interesting that they asked this of him after he had just taught them on forgiveness. This great chapter 17 of Luke is all about faith. Faith to forgive, faith to serve, faith to pray, and faith to be ready when Jesus Christ returns to this earth. When the apostles had asked him to increase their faith, he answered, If you had faith so small, like a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, Be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Jesus was saying that faith is like a seed, and no matter how small the seed, the seed has life in it, and if that seed is cultivated and cared for, it will grow and it will release fruit. Faith in us, when cultivated and cared for, will grow and will release within us incredible belief and power to carry out our belief on a day-to-day basis. No matter how large or how small our situation, our, our circumstances, or our trial may be, this great chapter sets an example of how our faith should be cultivated. Verses 1 through 5, or excuse me, verses 1 through 4 in this chapter 17 of Luke, Jesus tells us that we are to forgive one another. Now, how can we believe we will be ready for his coming if we cannot believe and have faith to forgive each other? Listen to what Jesus says about forgiveness. Jesus said unto his disciples, temptation, snares, traps set to entice to sin are sure to come. But woe to him by or through whom they come. It would be more profitable for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were hurled into the sea than that he should cause to sin or be a snare to one of these little ones. Now, little ones means anyone who is lowly in rank or influence, not just children. Jesus goes on to say, pay attention and always be on your guard, looking out for one another. If your brother sins, misses the mark, Solemnly tell him so and reprove him. And if he repents, feel sorry for having sinned, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day and turns to you seven times and says, I repent, I am sorry, you must forgive him. Which means that you give up, beloved, resentment and consider the offense as recalled and annulled. Now, after this point is when the apostles asked Jesus to increase their faith. Why? Because I know from experience, beloved, it does take faith to forgive. We all know that, and some things are harder to forgive than others. 
Yet forgiveness is not an option with Jesus. And it's not and should not be an option with us as a Christian. In fact, it is a command. We are to forgive each other. Even when people sin repeatedly and we want to give up on them, Jesus tells us to keep forgiving even to seven times 70. Forgiveness builds stepping stones instead of stumbling blocks. Forgiveness releases God's power in their life and in my life, in your life, and may be the very key in leading them ultimately to God's forgiveness and also to answered prayer in your own life. Let me ask you today, is there someone in your life right now that you find it difficult to forgive? You are angry and mad at them? Ask God to help you to forgive that person. In fact, begin to show forth acts of love to that person. God wants you to forgive, beloved. After all, he has forgiven you of all your trespasses, and you may think that you haven't sinned like they have, or you aren't as bad or as mean as they are. But remember, sin in the eyes of God is sin. We cannot categorize sin. We just have to repent from it and move on. The first lesson of faith in this great chapter of 17 of Luke is the faith to forgive. Secondly, Jesus shows us how to have faith to serve. I love how the word of God is so arranged with the teachings and stories of Jesus that they just seem to flow and give deeper meaning to what was before. If we are to have faith to forgive, we may have to have faith to serve those who need our forgiveness. Listen to what Jesus says after saying that we must learn to forgive. Will any man of you who has a servant plowing or tending sheep say to him when he has come in from the field, come at once and take your place at the table? Will he not instead tell him, get my supper ready and gird yourself and serve me while I eat and drink? Then afterward, you yourself shall eat and drink. Is he grateful and does he praise the servant because he did what he was ordered to do? Even so, your part, when you have done everything that was assigned and commanded you, say, we are unworthy servants, for we have not gone beyond our obligation. We have merely done what was our duty to do. In other words, Jesus is saying it is our duty to forgive. And it takes faith sometimes to do our duty whether it is farming, cleaning, preparing a meal, or working alongside someone who is a difficult person. Like moving a mountain, it takes faith to do the extraordinary. Like forgiving a person who has hurt or wounded you severely. It may be very difficult to serve a person that you don't even like or hold resentment against, but you will find that if you do your duty and do it with Christ in mind, Miracles do happen, and mainly inside of you. Thirdly, Jesus tells us that it takes faith to pray and to be thankful. Verse 12 to 19 says, And as he was going into one village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance. And they raised up their voices and called Jesus, Master, take pity and have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go at once and show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cured and made clean. Then one of them, upon seeing that he was cured, turned back, recognizing and thinking and praising God with a loud voice. And he fell prostrate at Jesus' feet, thanking him over and over. And he was a Samaritan. 
Then Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was there no one found to return and to recognize and give thanks and praise to God except this foreigner or this alien? And he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith, your trust, and confidence that springs from your belief in God has restored you to health. Jesus asks us to have faith to forgive, to have faith to serve those who may not be easy or lovable to serve. And then he asks us to have faith to remember to pray and to praise God, to be thankful. How often do we pray without faith? When you pray, do you believe that you have the thing you ask for? Or do you just hope that it will happen? The ten lepers believed that Jesus had the power to help them and would help them, and he did. The Samaritan not only brought joy to the heart of Christ in his exclamation of praise and thanksgiving, but he received more than his healing. Jesus told him, your faith has saved you. Healing is not the ultimate thing to receive at the hand of Jesus. It is our salvation, not only healed temporarily while here on earth, but healed eternally. Let us always have faith, not only to pray and ask, but to say thank you to Jesus. Lastly, Jesus wants us to have faith when he returns. Have you really thought about his returning to this earth? He is coming, you know. And he promised that he would. And as we know, Jesus always keeps his word. From verse 20 to the end of this great chapter 17 in Luke, Jesus told them that the kingdom of God does not come with signs to be observed or with a visible display, but the kingdom of God first must be within our hearts. If we are to be ready for the return of the Lord Jesus, we must have accepted him in our hearts. We must forgive all those who have trespassed against us. We must serve God with a willing heart and with a servant's heart. And we must pray with faith coupled with a heart of thanksgiving. Jesus told his disciples that the time nor the date is not as important at the return of Christ as just being ready for that return. If we don't believe that Jesus is coming, we can become unfaithful. We can lose faith for true faith and belief in what Jesus says leads to our faithfulness. Even though when we look around us and we see sin increasing, we are not to let it discourage or depress us or cause us to cast off restraint and live in despair. We aren't to look back at the good old days and wish things were different as Lot's wife did and was destroyed. But we are to look ahead, beloved, and we are to look up. For when all these things are increasing around us, we can have a definite faith that Jesus is keeping his word to us. And that word is, he's coming again. And he wants us to believe that to pray for that and to have faith. Faith to forgive, faith to serve, faith to pray, and faith to be thankful, and faith to be ready at his great return. Beloved, this truly is faith to live by. You've been listening to Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. If you would like to write with your comments or to request a copy of this program for an $8 donation, write Sue Taylor, 10827 Highway 86 East, Neosho, Missouri, 64850. Sue Taylor is a member of the KNEO team and a keynote speaker at several church and women's events throughout the four-state area. To book Sue for your next event, 
Contact Sky High Radio at 417-451-5636. For 60 years, Crowder College has been empowering students to soar to new heights. From agriculture to education, to business, sports, and the newest technologies, Crowder always has something interesting going on. I'm Adam Winkler of KNEO Radio. Join me each week as I talk to a different person from Crowder College about what's been happening and what's coming up next. It's the insider's guide to all things Crowder. Subscribe today to the This Week in Crowder College podcast, available from the Sky High Podcast Network.